With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Porpoise Pod with your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solano. So we got the bills this week. Uh, the last time since we recorded this episode and we were all high off of the win, the bills played Monday night football. They were overwhelming against the Tennessee Titans, which by the way, Titans enjoy that Tannehill experience, dude. Uh, <laughs> welcome to it. This is uh this is exactly what it is. That was yeah. so much fun. Th- this whole week has been great because yes. Ryan Tannehill on Monday night football is getting rocked. He's throwing interceptions and, uh, and it sucks that, you know, we had to watch Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs do what they did, but it was still kind of fun because Tua named AFC Offensive Player of the Week and uh, and and those seven years of Ryan Tannehill, I kind of saw them all within 30 minutes on Monday Night Football. Yeah, like it, it's one of these things where, first of all, I, I'm I you never really root for anybody in the division, but I was okay with them winning because I think it just makes this week a lot juicier. Like, yeah, you're both off to two and zero starts. And I think everybody looks at the Bills. Obviously, they're five-and-a-half-point road favorites. So this is a game everybody thinks they should still win because they're the Super Bowl favorite. Everybody thinks that they are going to dominate and dice through this league. So I'm cool with it. If it, if it means some Tannehill embarrassment on national television, <laughs> just sign me up, dude. And I, I think they'll be hearing that. Because uh, that Malik Willis, he was fun to watch in the preseason. So I think that they're they're going to be uh, – they'll, they'll, they'll start they'll, – they'll, it's about that time. I'm looking at it. It's about that time where you get sick of Tannehill. So enjoy it, Titans fans. This is what uh, this is what the existence was down here. At least your years will only be like three years down here. It was seven, seven years, and at least at least they got a playoff run out of it, right? Like they made the playoffs yep. a couple times. They got to the, uh, to one the AFC seed. title game. Yep. Yeah, like like they 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 kind of got the the better Tannehill experience, and it'll be shorter lived than in Miami. But uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it as a uh, as, as you watch it all spiral out of control. Are you, does that loss or does that win by the bills? Uh, does it make you nervous about this week? Like what are your emotions going into this week? Um, because when you are, you know, five and a half point underdogs at home, do you have a feeling of, all right, whatever happens happens. Or like, are you now, are you changing expectations because of how good last week felt and now you see a real opportunity here like what's your mindset going into this one yeah so I might be pumping the brakes on the La Carreta celebration just just a little bit just a little bit after uh watching Josh Allen throw four touchdowns Stefan Diggs I mean this cater Kahoo is gonna have uh his hands full and uh but um 
Yeah, I, I don't feel like the Dolphins can get blown out. And maybe I'll have to eat my words, but after watching what they did in that fourth quarter, I have this sense that the Dolphins can hang in a shootout. I'm not saying they can beat the Buffalo Bills in a shootout. I don't know. We'll find out. But do I think the Dolphins are going to get embarrassed Sunday? Man, I really don't. If you would have asked me that question maybe before the Ravens game, maybe at the halftime of the Ravens game, my, my answer would have been different. But if the Dolphins can can even be, you know, have that semblance of, of go out there, connect on big plays, Tua's firing the way he did against Baltimore in the fourth quarter, I can't see a situation where they're getting blown out by Buffalo. Buffalo's the best team in the NFL. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that right now. It's either them or Kansas City. Uh, but I, I do feel, and maybe I'm letting my, my Dolphins fandom get in the way of, of me seeing this rationally, but I feel like most of us have this sense that we can hang with Buffalo. Can we beat them in a shootout, Tobin? I don't know. I don't know, but we can hang with them, I think. I'm. Uh, it's so strange, though, because like, all right, we know that when it comes down to shootouts, yeah, those can be intimidating, but like they were just in the most dire situation. The Dolphins were able to put up a ton of points, like six touchdowns, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. This is a team in the Dolphins that can score quickly. Like this is not a team that needs to dink and dunk and have methodical drives uh, all over the place. So in a lot of ways, that does you know boost my confidence in this team being able to hang with Buffalo because they have looked overwhelming so far. Um, now look, they got they got a they got a great defense. Like you said, they're good all around, and I do think that with the Dolphins, like the defense had key moments, but. You know, we saw the struggles that they had against Lamar Jackson. We saw these big chunk plays that they gave up. And I think a lot of people would look at this and say, okay, maybe Lamar Jackson's a little bit more dynamic of a runner than Josh Allen, but Josh Allen's still a good runner. People would probably say Josh Allen's a better thrower. And I think everybody would agree that that Buffalo Bills have way better skill guys. And I think that almost in a weird way, I have confidence in the Dolphins offense because I think we have a guru coach in this team. I think that he's very smart. I think he knows how to get these guys the ball in space. Tua's obviously riding high in confidence a little bit. But it's almost, for me, I, I look at this defense, which I, I know Mike McDaniel said this is still the defense's team. Cool. But I, I almost worry about that side of it more than I do the offense in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, I know everybody's a little down on the defense, but I rewatched the Dolphins-Ravens games, like the compressed version on YouTube, and I was... I wasn't as down on the defense as I was watching that than I was watching it in live action on Sunday. Because, I mean, you mentioned it. The Ravens got a bunch of big plays, right? The Lamar run, 75 yards. The, uh, the what do you throw, like a slant to, I forgot who it was, Duver, or DuVernay or whoever it was, right? Bateman, who took it all the way. And then if you think about it, right, like 35 points, giving that up to to uh, to Baltimore. One of those was the Duvernay kickoff return to start the game, which by the way, already puts your defense kind of in a bad spot, spotting mm -hmm. the Ravens offense seven points other than those big plays. And there was a couple other ones. The, the other touchdown pass that Lamar threw was like 30 something yards. The Dolphins defense kind of had a decent game, right? They made that pivotal fourth down stop goal line uh, for the Ravens and uh, kept, kept the Dolphins in it early. And then in the fourth quarter and in the third quarter, Every time the Dolphins needed a stop to keep themselves in the game, the Dolphins defense did it. 
So yeah, it, other, it's one of those other things than where, the big plays. Yeah, when you evaluate, it's such a strange game to evaluate because it's like literally every part of the team had a moment of the game where they could have lost the game for the team, but they all really had moments where they brought them back and won it for them too. So right. in, in a lot of ways, it was the most complete performance on both extremes on both sides. And I think the question is, can you afford that against this team? You know, Baltimore is one thing. And I think Baltimore, everybody has Baltimore. Everybody respects them. You're winning on the road. I, don't, I, I think we're going to look back at it and say, man, that was a good win by the Miami Dolphins. I think Baltimore is going to end up being good. They're still getting healthier. They're still getting guys back. They're not, you know, they were missing pieces on defense. Um, the question is with this Buffalo team that has been your daddy and has owned you for the last three years, can you afford getting down big? Um, or, and, and will they make those mistakes and leave those windows for you if they do get up two scores? I think that's what we're really kind of separates maybe a good team from what everybody deems to be an elite team. Yeah. If you're going down whatever it was, 28 points, 21 points to Buffalo, I, I, I can't see Miami doing what they did against Baltimore. You're right. Um, but I, I, I give this defense way more credit than that. I really do. And again, maybe I'm being a homer. Maybe I'm I'm letting my fandom, you know, kind of uh, jog my, my rationale, but I really do feel like this defense is better than what we saw through stretches against Baltimore. And the reason why I believe it is because Tobin, like they've proved it to us. And by the way, it's a little different circumstance, right? Because Miami's going to be at home. You know, this crowd, I expect a lot of Buffalo Bills fans, but Dolphins fans are going to show out because this is Tobin. This is the biggest game in Dolphins history since when? Like their playoff game against Pittsburgh in 2016? Probably, yeah. Like as far as just like a regular season matchup with all this hope, because the Dolphins, like, look, they haven't gotten off to good starts historically. Like it's taken a little bit. I mean, there's been some big time matchups against the Bills it, later in the season. There's been, you know, last year against Tennessee was obviously a huge game because you had playoffs on the line still. So there's been big time matchups, but I think that the difference with this is. This is an early, this is an early statement game. You know, typically these have been where Dolphins have had to rally and they've missed the playoffs late, or there's been some bone crushing game that just rips your heart out and the season just is done. It's over. And you're gonna look back on the rest of the year with regret. With this, everybody is crowning Buffalo already. And you're kind of saying, hey, I think people look at the Dolphins and say, hey, that team may be sneaky good. If you win this game, there aren't many of these in the NFL because there's so much parity. But if you win this game and you do stun the, uh, the the NFL world, now all of a sudden you've arrived and everybody's going to be like, oh, well, we have to take this. <laughs> Even at 3-0, and you have to be like, oh, well, everybody's on notice right now with what this team can do because we were already talking about that this was going to be a tough stretch. If you start off 3-0 and um, – on top of maybe you're going to have that quick turnaround with Cincy, but even forget about that. But if you start three and zero, and let's even say you start three and one, you're going into like a much easier schedule than what everybody was when everybody was, was crafting what the season was going to look like. So I think that's, what's interesting about this is yeah, there's been big time matchups, but they're typically later on in the season. We kind of know maybe the dolphins are a little bit limited. I don't know what the limit of this team is. I really, really don't. I'm, that's what I think is encouraging about it. We haven't seen a Dolphins team like this that is this dazzling, this exciting, and really what, what is the potential that is here? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and we've never seen a Dolphins team who were down big and were able to do what they did. We talked about it after the game on Sunday, right? Like, they would just shoot themselves in the foot in that situation. Those were the Dolphins I grew up with. I've never experienced that. Somebody texted into uh, into QAM or 790 over the week uh, on Monday, right? We're celebrating the big Dolphins win, and they said something that stuck with me, Tobin. That's what it felt like watching Marino every week. Solana yeah. like they were because I, I I said it I've never experienced that right really I haven't like that could have been the most joyful moment I've ever had as a Dolphins fan which is crazy week two like it doesn't make any sense but truthfully that's what it felt like and somebody texted in that's what it felt like watching Marino every single week and I'm like well, this, damn yeah damn but you know like I can't believe I missed out on that but I, like that's that it, it felt almost like that era defining moment to me, right? Where we can look back mm-hmm. on this and be like, that was the game where we knew. We knew something was different. I think the thing that this team also has, though, that Marino didn't have, because people always want Marino to win the ring and it wasn't the complete team around him, but everybody knew Marino was great from the start. There wasn't really a question. Like, he fell in the draft um, and, and went later than people thought, but Marino arrived on the scene and was like, I'm here, Mother Bleepers. There were no questions. There's something about this team because of the quarterback and because of everybody's opinion on him that is like, you know how we like it down here, that we like being doubted. We like, you know, the country disrespecting Miami, whether it be the Canes, whether it be the Heat, or whether it be the Dolphins and the Dolphins quarterback. So I think that there is an element of this the, uh, the the us versus them in Miami of everybody seems to like to take shots at Tua Tungavailoa, and he has a little bit of a, a double middle finger. And I think that Tyreek Hill has brought a lot of that swagger here too from Kansas City because people are like, oh, you're going to regret leaving Kansas City. You're going to regret it. It's not going to be the same. So I think he's infused some of that as well. And I think that that is going to make this team even more beloved. Uh, maybe not more beloved than Marino, but I think is going to have a, if this team is going to build a special place in Dolphins heart because of everybody who is doubting them, doubting the quarterback and, and really overlooking them. And even Mike McDaniel plays into that as well, right? Like how many people are successful in the NFL and, and have his background? Not many. Right. And, and, you know, even people when he was hired made a big deal about, the way he looks, the way he talks, his appearance, whatever. So, like, I think that also plays into it where there were a lot of naysayers and there's always there's always doubters or whatever, right? It's it's the biggest cliche in sports. Nobody thought we could do it. But I do think there's something interesting there with the quarterback, uh, uh, the the location of our team, because nobody thinks that there's there's real fans in South Florida and our head coach as well, being a rookie head coach. I do think a lot of that plays into it as well. I'm with you. By the way, uh, I had written this down from the Dolphins. Like they they posted this in their their game release. Mm-hmm. A Dolphins win Sunday. It'd be the first three and zero start 
since 2018 and to be the 15th time in team history. It would make Mike McDaniel the second head coach in Dolphins history to win his first three games, joining Jimmy Johnson. Pretty good company. Mm -hmm. Miami's eighth consecutive win, it would be at Hard Rock Stadium, dating back to November 2021. That would be the team's longest winning streak at Hard Rock Stadium and the most consecutive home wins in a 10-game stretch since December of 17, 1984 to September 14, 1986. Damn. Pretty pretty good company, and it would also, as we know, be Miami's first win against Buffalo since December 2, 2018. Yeah, it's been too long. We'll take a quick break here on the Porvis Pod. Swim on. Who was your favorite person that had to eat crow this week? Plus, Stefan Diggs. Uh, he's really respecting what he's seen from this Dolphins offense. More Porvis Pod after this.